episode 121, season 6, episode 9, nice, of the Academically Ineligible Podcast. I'm Andy, joined across now by Andrew. Do you remember? The 5th of November? We're not there yet. <laughs> the, 20, the 21st night of September. <laughs> okay. Maria! <laughs> Is this the first time we've ever done this on the 21st of September? Maybe. I don't know. Mm. Do you remember? That would require us going back, like, multiple times. Yeah, we're not we're not doing that. Uh, anyway. You know what I'm saying? Fine. And actually, that we we wouldn't be doing this on the 21st of September, but we're recording a day early. So. In honor of Earth, Wind, and Fire. <laughs> That's right. Your powers combined. I am Captain Planet. That's right. Um, yeah. So that's Andrew, and we're also joined by Tom. Friends, I'm happy to report that three games into the season, I have thrown as many touchdown passes as DJ Uyunglele. So that's not true. He threw one. That's not considered a touchdown pass. But I think we should. Okay, well, you can try to kick six? like on the stats. Yes. On the stat oh. sheet, it is not counted you, as a touchdown. Did you, Andy? Did you seriously just ask? Was it a pick six? Yes. He threw a touchdown for somebody. Team. You were there. It was a sure team. Well, there you go. <laughs> Golly, <laughs> I, have a, I have a memory like a goldfish. So, um, yeah, that game uh, was also boring and forgettable for Andy. I understand. Hey, you I gotta mean, win your clunkers. It kind of was. It was boring I, and forgettable. Unfortunately for me, all games involving Clemson this year have been like that. So <laughs> troubling well, times ahead. Welcome to 2017 UGA. <laughs> you think man ball's bad now? Oh, God. Anyway, uh, Mike, Mike isn't with us yet. He may be joining at some point. Uh, but we are continuing on without him. So we're going to start out by talking about the polls. And we're probably, uh, this will hopefully be a shorter podcast because there's not a lot of good games to talk about this week. That being said, this will now be a two and a half hour long podcast, I'm sure. Yeah. So strap one in. <laughs> strap in. So your AP top 25, we got, uh, actually, no, we're not, fuck that. We're, we're doing the top 10, as we always do for these. Do AP, read the top 25 in uh, never. reverse prime, order. prime numbers first, and then go to evens. <laughs> this will this podcast will take two and a half hours. Uh, Alabama with 59 first place votes, Georgia with three at number two, and you got Oregon, Oklahoma, Iowa, Penn State, Texas A&M, Cincinnati, and Clemson. And Ohio State rounding out your top 10 in the AP. The coaches poll, you got Alabama 64, first place votes, Georgia with one. Then you got Oklahoma, Oregon, Texas A&M, Iowa, Clemson, Penn State, Cincinnati, and Notre Dame, Ohio State. And I say, the top 10 in this. I'd like to say, I'd like to say, should we keep ranking Georgia so high? Because it looks like their quality win might not end up being much of a quality win by the end of the season. They're not going to drop people at this point unless you lose or you have a super underwhelming performance like Oklahoma uh, versus Nebraska. All right. Oklahoma did drop one spot from that. Uh, I think we did. We have that in our preview. Yeah, we'll talk about mm-hmm. that. Okay. Yes, we will. Okay. Cool. 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 Um, I hope that Clemson plays Ohio State in the playoffs because I'd like to see what happens when a team with no offense plays a team with no defense. It's a. It's a. The only movable fur force versus the the unmovable force. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the force that can't move anything versus the thing that can't stop anything. <laughs> Movable. An, uh, well, dude, you know what they say? Yeah, an object that's at rest stays at rest. So. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, could DJ pass touchdowns against their defense? 
kicking stuff. Oh, I mean, I feel like I hope that by the end of the season, they're not even trying to pass anymore and they're just going to run with the quarterback. That's what I'm hoping. Because I feel like that's when we're most effective. When the quarterback just has, you know, 10 blockers and he just goes. Uh huh. For three yards of carry. Big 10 uh, football. We're Big 10 now. Yeah, three yards in a cloud of dust. There you go. All right. And also, we have uh, the FPI poll, the only one that matters. Andrew, can you give us an update Ooh. on the top 10 in that? So, FPI. Uh, just a little side note before uh, on the FPI, you could change the week and see like what the rankings were. Uh, they have removed that. There's also a column that says trend, but every week there's only like four numbers in it and there's no, there's no way that's true. So uh, it's a little flustering because you can't see the movements, but here's your FPI for the week. Uh, Alabama one, Georgia two, Oklahoma three, Ohio state four, Clemson five, Michigan six, Florida seven, Oregon eight, Ole Miss 9, Penn State 10. Some interesting factoids in here. This currently has Ohio State's win losses 9.4 and 3, which is lower than Michigan. Mm-hmm. Also has a 7.3% chance to uh, win out and a 45% chance to win their division. And Let's see. It gives Michigan a 10.6% chance to make the national championship. It does, and a four point five percent chance to win it. Yep, and a twenty five point four percent chance to make the playoffs. So there you go. Uh, uh, see, if there's with your Cincinnati your top, is eighteenth. I was going to say your, your playoff percentages. Uh, you got Alabama with a seventy seven point four percent percent chance. Georgia with make a seventy three percent chance. Oklahoma with a fifty eight point nine percent, and then it drops off. Uh, looks like the next where, one's Oregon. Uh, Oregon at forty point seven. I was going to see where Florida State is on here because I'm curious. Florida State is <laughs> is 80, 82nd, and they're projected to go 3-9. and nine. I'm having a hard time seeing three wins at this point. But, okay, that's probably about best case I scenario. mean, they got they got Massachusetts on that schedule. Oh, I forgot they played UMass. Okay, there's one. And I, okay, maybe, and the only other two that are possible on this schedule looking at it now is Syracuse and Louisville. I don't even know about they, that. Maybe Syracuse. Syracuse, I don't think Louisville. Yeah, I don't think but, Louisville. But either. the rest is like the rest of the ACC. And I don't know who else they're going to beat. They already played the easy ACC team. Georgia Wink. Tech? Do they play Georgia Tech? They do not. No. Wait, 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 wait. They have a cupcake game, right? Or that was Jackson. Massachusetts. UMass. Who doesn't, UMass. who doesn't eat cupcakes anymore? UMass. Hey, Mike. UMass. They, they had a cupcake. It was Jacksonville State. Syracuse. <laughs> Maybe it just says like at some point they might get a, a fluke win or something. Because they got UNC, Clemson, NC State, Miami, Boston College, and Florida. I don't think it's it's like picking a specific thing. It's just putting numbers up against other numbers and rolling probability dice behind the scenes to see who's gonna win. I don't. Yeah. Like, but as always, the FPI remains undefeated and is the best. Oh, this is Auburn 12, projected to go seven and five. We're gonna make it, we're making fun of this. That, I'm kind of I'm peeking ahead at SP Plus. There is a lot of fun to be had here, so don't you worry. <laughs> that isn't is that good. Like whole, isn't that the whole point of S P Plus? It's forward looking. Uh, I guess. Yes, actually, I before we do SP Plus, they're both forward. Uh, they're both predicted. 
uh, we just have no idea how FPI works, and we have some idea of how SP Plus works from various interviews that Bill Connolly's given over the years. I don't think anybody knows uh, FPI's proprietary. And oh, FPI, <laughs> they got it right here. They got strength of schedule. They got their efficiencies here. Oh, I want to see. Okay, I got to look um, at. Wasn't there like a Bill Connolly tweet where he like said he like took out like one program or one variable and it came up with like Michigan number one and he took out like uh returning production or something. I thought he took out recruiting classes. It it was like preseason rankings or something. I forget what it was. Like like it basically made it like what have you solely done to this This point in the year? Yes. So Michigan was top five. Georgia was there and there was somebody else that was kind of FPI has Florida wasn't it? Florida was fifth and Alabama wasn't on there after Alabama beat Florida. FPI oh, has yeah. Clemson's offense as I'm, I'm, 82nd. I, I'm, I'm just saying, like, it, it was kind of like him verbal, verbally saying his his uh, mathematics, his his whole thing is kind of pointless. Not uh, okay. So let let me. Let I mean, me read it, it's his... just weird. It's like you, you keep Florida ahead of Alabama in this it, weird. It has nothing to do with wins or losses. I, actually, let, let me let me read this. Uh, Andy, his, you'll be happy to know moment. that. Georgia te- or Georgia's special teams is 119th according to FBI. Y'all will be happy to know that Clemson's Crazy. offense, you know, that juggernaut that has scored a grand total of what, uh, 17 points against two P5 teams this year is 15th in Very the SP. All right, let, uh, and uh, let, let me let me read this about SP, and we'll actually get into those rankings. Uh, he says, What is SP? In a single sentence, it's a tempo and opponent adjusted measure of college football efficiency. I created the system at Football Outsiders in 2008, and as my experience with both college football and its stats has grown, I've made quite a few tweaks to the system. It is, as always, important to note that SP is intended to be predictive and forward facing. It is not a resume ranking that gives credit for big wins or particularly brave scheduling. No good predictive system is. It is simply a measure of the most sustainable and predictable aspects of football. If you're lucky or unimpressive in a win, your rating will likely fall. If you're strong and unlucky in a loss, it will probably rise. So in other words, he's grading Florida higher than... He's he's grading Florida better for that loss than he is Alabama for that win because it's not really looking at wins and losses. It's looking at your efficiency Uh, and how you're essentially how you're playing versus looking at the results because it, I'm assuming it's, it's looking at the, how you're playing because it's assuming that eventually those things will even out. I would say that we'll we'll talk about Florida. We'll, we'll talk about that game here in a little bit. I don't think that Florida can play like that the rest of the year, but Clemson, like he said, looked lucky and unimpressive in their win and they did not (laughs) fall at all. I'm pretty sure this past week. So I don't know that it's doing this last week's, numbers no can't be right no they say three and oh i look man i don't know how you get the 15th ranked offense from what we've 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 been given here so i think it's been dropping every every week though hasn't i don't know what it how fast it's dropping (sighs) i'm not sure no idea anyway let's uh let's talk about the the those rankings so we got alabama georgia oklahoma um ohio state at four um digging into that a little bit they're being helped a lot being uh you know four in that from their offense being 45.9 points their defense however falling down to 37th uh 22.4 points 37th pretty generous by about 80 points i think it's falling 
uh, it doesn't make uh, instant corrections. It's kind of averaging th these things out. If they continue on this trend, you guys will be like around 100 by the end of the season, I'm sure. I mean, I haven't really watched, but uh, it's kind of weird to think of like Oklahoma being like twice as good at defense as Ohio State. I'd believe and, it. Uh, yeah, I believe most of these teams are better on defense than Ohio State. Um, okay. And then you got Clemson at number five. You got uh, Michigan, and you got Penn State, Florida, Texas A&M, and Wisconsin. Uh, really, Michigan would probably be hey. higher than Ohio State in this if it weren't for their offense. Hey, where's, where's Rutgers? <laughs> you mean Rutger? Rutger yeah. is nowhere in the top 20, so... I, it popped in my mind knowing that, and it's it, this is like for future talk. But it's what is it? Three and O Rutger versus three and O Michigan. The battle of the undefeateds. Yeah, well, for the Big not... Ten East lead. <laughs> wow, that's uh, that's some words that probably have never never been said before. Rutgers playing for the, for the Michigan oh, for I, the I, Big I, Ten East lead. You mean? I, I would say <laughs> like not not. I would say like not since 2006, but I don't think I don't think Rutgers was in the Big Ten. Not Probably then. not. Let's talk about last week's games. Uh, we had uh, real quick. We had Ohio at Louisiana Lafayette last Thursday. Louisiana Lafayette, or just Louisiana, served by 20. They won 49-14. Good job, Vegas. Friday we had UCF favored by seven at Louisville, and this was a interesting game. So Louisville won. Outright forty-two thirty-five. So, some yeah, fuckery happened in that game, if I remembered correctly. Um, trying to remember the very end of that. Was that a hail mary gone wrong? Which game? I did not watch it. UCF, UCF at Louisville. Louisville. I watched uh, it. And I, can't I, I watched that game, and I also forget how it ended. Uh, wait, there was something happened. You heard it here first. Something's happened. Yeah. something's happened. Something's happened. Yeah. Because uh, I actually was thinking until right now that you UCF won, but no, no, Louisville won. Uh, I think it was a. Uh, it was. Um, no, Didn't it was something that, that happened fast. at the end of the. Oh, it was a pick six. It was a pick six. Uh, Gabriel threw a yes, um, yes, 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 a yes. pick six for like a eighty yard touchdown or something stupid like that. Yeah, because Louisville like had UCF. Left. UCF had tied it and got the ball back uh -huh. uh, with the tie game and was trying to march down the field and they threw, yeah, a pick six. Pick six. It was a long pick six with like 10 seconds left. And yep, that was the game. The one thing that you couldn't do in that situation and he did it. They so, did. Yep. Uh, Saturday we had actually, well, I guess real quick, we can say also Friday night, Maryland was favorite seven and a half. They won 20 to 17 over Illinois. Uh, Moving over to Saturday, we had Cincinnati, favored by three and a half at everybody's favorite, Indiana. Uh, the dream ended for Indiana. Um, I mean, they it ended lost 30-24. Yeah, it probably lost. It probably was over week one. Also, uh, Panics, everybody's favorite media darling, is not... Uh, he was getting x-rays. I don't remember what happened with those. Yeah, he got like injured. He's, uh, he's injured. Okay. He's not Quote, the same. Should, should be good. For Western Kentucky. Against the Hilltoppers, huh? All right. Mm -hmm. Michigan State a... was at uh, Miami, who was favored by six, and did not go well for Ooh. Manny Diaz. Woo! Sparty came in there and Ooh. 
whooped up on him, 38-17. Uh, Sparty was it was too yeah. hot for Miami, I think. Oh my god, <laughs> those words have never been stated. <laughs> Ooh man, like that score isn't even as close. I watched that game. That score wasn't even as close as that game was. Michigan State put a whooping on Miami. Yeah. And apparently there is like, you know, it, it seems like people are never really happy at Miami because they're maybe at some point we need to have a discussion about maybe the the shit that happened with Miami in the early 2000s was an anomaly and not something that they should expect all the time. But they seem to expect that all the time. And they're already talking about firing Manny Diaz. So, well, Mario Cristobal, the weren't they? Yeah, nineties and eighties. They were good. They've been good for. They were good for like almost a thirty year stretch. I don't. Mario Cristobal, come uh, on down to back to Miami. I don't. I don't, I don't know about a thirty year stretch. Maybe I could maxing at twenty, and that's like if you Maybe. combine the year. Yeah, if you Maybe, if you separated them. By some I would time. say like mid eighties to. Year. Okay. All right. I mean, I don't like, know when they like started being good in the eighties. Like 80, 84, 85 to. To like 03. They were good all throughout the 90s, weren't they? I don't know. I didn't pay that much attention during the 90s, but I felt like they were good during the all the 90s. Were they not? No, they they weren't. But after like 92, there was a three or four year period where they weren't very good until, what's his name, Butch Davis? Larry Larry Coker. No, the guy Davis was there first, and then he had to leave because he was cheating, I think. Yeah. Butch Davis was reason that Miami came back, and then he whatever happened, he's cheating, I guess. Well, no, this says and this then Larry Coker glided for a couple of years. Larry Coker lost. Well, I mean, he went twelve and zero, twelve and one, eleven and two, nine and three, nine and three, and then they hired Randy Shannon, and that's when it all started going downhill. Hmm. I mean, yes, but I, it's Larry Coker still had his, you know, blame. He yeah. he, he 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 was the proto Les Miles. He he coasted on the talent built up. Yeah, and the problem is that they don't really have any of that talent here, and they've they've just had a bunch of uninspiring hires now. Uh, in I mean, a row. they they can't they can't keep a hold of like any of the Miami. Uh, high school talent like i know alabama gets a lot from there and and so do you know georgia and florida and basically everybody just robs and and they can't hold on to anybody down there they have to lock the city down to to be any good i mean in that sense mario cristobal would be a good get because he's a he's from there and yeah he probably has a lot of relationships in miami high schools and could could keep those kids down there I'm trying to think of any recent coach of theirs could say the same. Like, I, I, what was it? Al Gold? Is it Al Golden? Al Golden was there. Mark Rick yeah. had good success for a bit. He did for a little oh, bit. Yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah, he got them to the AC Championship game. So, I mean, something. I, I completely forgot Mark Rick Just, was a head coach. Let's forget there. about what happened at that ACC Championship game. I'm going to remember it. Uh, I'm sure you will. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, you know, maybe they can get some like you know, Coke Kingpin to sponsor some of their players. It'll be fine. There's a lot totally of money there, fun. right? Yeah, get, get Uncle Luther to to start yeah. getting more involved with things there. Um, so you can start paying the players now. So I mean, yeah, the people in the community can start paying the players now. You'd think that that Miami would be a good city for that, but you know, 
Maybe there's not a lot of actual money there. Maybe it's just all up front. You know, it is Florida. So uh, let's talk about Nebraska, Oklahoma. They were favored by 22 and a half. They did not win by 22 and a half. They won 23, 16. Um, Spencer Rattler looked like shit in this game. We'll say that. Nothing looked good for Oklahoma that game. I mean, let's first of all, kudos to Nebraska for putting something together here. Everyone thought they were dead in the water, that this game, that, you know, Oklahoma was going to drop 75 on them. Nebraska would have won that game if they didn't have, I mean, they had a lot of special team blunders and a lot of turnovers. And, you know, if they don't have those things, we could be sitting here talking about how uh, Scott Frost saved his job. And you know what? That game was close enough if that they can be competitive and win a couple games the rest of the year, Scott Frost might make it out of the season. Yeah. Who, who would have thought? Okay. Look, look, t- see if you can tell me who's which quarterback is which. One quarterback threw 19 of 25 for 289 yards with 11.6 uh, average. The other one threw 24 34 for 214 yards with a 6.3 average. Which one is which? Spencer Rattler or Adrian Martinez? That's a question. I'm assuming the worst one is Rattler. Well, I guess it's not that. <laughs> Since I brought it up, it's probably not yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, surprising. obviously, you made it pretty obvious, yes. Yes, okay. So um, this guy that's supposed to be like the number one pick. Apparently, what, what they were doing, I, I, I tuned into the game at some point once it started getting really close but apparently nebraska was just blitzing the shit out of him and he couldn't deal with the pressure um and so i think that they've probably given if nothing else nebraska gave the the blueprint for how to handle spencer rattler as quarterback um some quarterbacks are good under pressure and some are not and clearly he is not so he's gonna have to uh if he really wants to be a number one pick he's gonna have to learn how to deal with that because he's probably gonna be going to a shitty team this can be uh, giving up a uh-huh. lot of pressure. Uh, and- I, already, I can already imagine the uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars picking him next year. Uh, well, they already got somebody, so <laughs> and he's getting a lot of pressure right. too. So do, do, do they? <laughs> yes. get, I'm, I'm just saying the NFL is so got so damn fickle. You that- can't get two number one quarterbacks. That- like over, I mean, they would have to tank. I mean, well, they're probably going to tank, mean, but I'm sure if you go back and look at the Jets' draft history, they you could probably actually find like back to back. I one. mean, I don't know how many years ago Darnold was, but it wasn't that long ago. Like, yeah, I feel like it's been longer than you think. It's probably been what six or seven years, something like that. No, oh, no, no, like no, less than no. four years, probably. Is it? Yeah, I, I'm thinking like this is like Darnold's third year. Mm. All right, well. Anyway, we'll uh, we'll see what happens. Oklahoma did survive, but uh, some some polls moved them down off an uh, uninspiring performance uh, at home against Nebraska, who most people think uh, Scott Frost is a dead man walking. So, uh, not exactly a great performance, but keep an eye on Oklahoma, I guess. Rest of the year. Um, also, we had next game could have been uh, game of the week, but we chose the other one, which was also a great game. Um, Alabama was favored by 14 and a half at Florida and they won 31, 29. Um, and Florida, it's not a cover. Florida was, uh, was down quite a bit and then they came back and almost won the damn thing. Um, 
yeah, it seems like uh, from what I saw of this game, seems like uh, I will give Mullen his his due that he is good at adapting to the personnel that he has. Emory Jones is kind of a shitty passer, but he's more in that Nick Fitzgerald mold where he can run and pass decently well, but he's more of a running threat than Trask was last year. Um, and I think, um, that, I think they were doing a lot of option against Alabama, weren't they? Yeah, there, yeah, there were some, and and I would say there's a couple things that maybe that Alabama can shore up, but there are definitely like some um, weaknesses as of right now. Uh, linebacker, middle linebacker play, I did not see very good things out of, it. and that's who was getting abused with like those little option plays. Um, a lot of missed tackles is what a I lot remember. of missed tackles from, from the middle, which you know is never good if 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 you're running against playing against a running team. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll have to see going forward. Like, who knows? Who knows at that point? Some of it also kind of think they just maybe got a little tired. I think that this could also, and sometimes it can be hard to motivate your team when you are number one for so long. And there is, sometimes there is some of good. that. Sometimes it can be good to see that you're mortal and you almost got got your ass kicked. Not not really ass, yeah, kicked, I mean, but you, you were favored by fourteen and a half, and clearly that they knew Florida was a decent team. But sometimes these kids they haven't seen a lot of losses there, so. I think the ideal situation is almost that Saban can say, "Look at this shit! Look at how bad oh, you guys yeah. played." I mean, I think there, no, there, uh, Saban is, I bet, secretly pretty happy that it was this. Oh yeah, that he yeah. can ride the team like this. This oh, week they are getting their asses chewed this week based off that game, especially those I linebackers. Mean, it, you could, it could be like fashion that this is like you know the Ole Miss game last year. You know, it was a shootout. You know, like sixty something to fifty something, and 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 you know, instead of destroying the team, it kind of like it kicked the, it kicked the whole thing into the next level. You need that close they, call. To, you could yeah. you could maybe say that, but I mean, it's also hasn't happened yet. So I mean, we could yeah. go and lose the Ole Miss and Texas A and M. I don't uh, see either it, loss happening, so, but yeah. Yes, I, I just there was some defensive you know, issues. I feel more like it was this is like more of a case of the offense like yeah I um they they kind of like get stuck in gear kind of myself right now you know trying to put together words and phrases uh yeah Jim Donnan was saying on a, a podcast he was talking about how long they were taking between plays he was saying that they were taking every bit of the play clock which seemed unlike what they'd done in the previous few years where they were yeah they were giving grantham's team time to make adjustments at the line versus going up there quick with 20 seconds 25 seconds still on the clock um and snapping yeah it's uh i i know during the game i was you know in the little group chat of ours uh i heckled a little bit for like complaint not complaining but bringing up crown noise and this is like, you know, the first road game for, you know, the quarterback and some of the offensive line. And that yeah. was the thing I kept noticing more and more. It's like 
it all come down to the offensive line. Uh, they were not in sync most of the game, at least into like the second quarter when, like, yeah. I guess Florida got a little yeah. bit of spark. So once the offensive line, you know, either got fought hard or holds or or couldn't really get adjusted quickly and, you know, just blew assignments, which kind of just put the deep, the offense in quagmire for, for like, 20 30 minutes there i mean it's the first time that alabama's gone three and out three times in a row in like six or seven years and when you start like throwing away offensive drives and you're putting the defense back out that's how teams come back see that at that point i think it was like 21 to three and alabama should just coast but if, if if your offense just uh dies on you uh the other teams can catch up and that's what happened. Yep. Yep. It's uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens. I think, I think both teams, well, Florida showed some promise cause I don't think anybody expected the game to be that close, but yeah, Alabama's as far as to I get some tell, motivation out of that. As far as I could tell, Florida was almost at like max performance, peak performance of, of what they have. Well, at least in like the second said, half, I, I, I don't like shit in the first half. The first quarter, I, yeah. they got they were they were, you know they came back. It was was it twenty eight yeah. to three, twenty one three, twenty eight three. Is it was Atlanta New, New England? <laughs> to be fair, to be fair, everybody's saying that Mullen is a great coach after all this. Like they were they were still down twenty one three at one point. So he does get credit for coming back, but I mean you you also get some blame for going down that much in the first place, in, in my opinion. But yeah. Uh, still, I mean, they, uh, he he's been able to make a serviceable quarterback out of Emory Jones, which is more than I thought would happen. Yeah. So, like going back to like you said, Alabama kind of was going real slow, you know, and not not really doing the hurry up as much as they used to or usually do, and that helps grant them out. Um, I mean, that ties back into like it, it, we can't go fast if the offensive line doesn't know what it's doing. And it well, didn't know what it's doing because it, it couldn't hear a quarterback, uh, you know, like snaps or the hikes or, or however. He, well, the, the thing with Grantham is that he uh, he's one of these NFL, former NFL coordinators that wants to have a super complicated playbook and wants to constantly make uh, checks at the line of scrimmage in these long, complicated I, I, play calls. I, I know. I know the time. That's exactly yeah. what Nick said. The Nick yeah, Saban so, was one of the last complain about, do we want to go fast? Because he knew, like, when teams go fast, he can't, like, do on-the-fly adjustments before the ball is hiked. And that's what he lived off of, so. Well, yeah, I mean, a lot of teams will go fast against Florida, against Grantham, because he's still calling his play in, and his players are standing up there with their hands up in the air, and the offense snaps the ball. Um, And they're just, they they don't even know what the coverage is. And Grantham's answer is, well, if they start doing that, just blitz. And so that's why, you know, third and Grantham and, and like max blitz happens because he has no time to like do a normal well, he, defense him. And so he just goes, well, just fuck it. Blitz him. Well, he hasn't and adapted that, in how I, I think Saban and, and Kirby and some of the other, those people have uh, simplified their defenses down to where it's one word now at this point, uh, because you don't have time yeah. to, to throw in uh, five different hand signals 
and shit like that, yeah. like you've got to go quick these days when teams are snapping it within like 10 seconds or whatever. Um, yeah. You can't have complicated play calls like, like Grantham does. Anyway, see, see where things go. Uh, long season. Still yeah. Go. I hope. Yeah. I think there are fixable things, but, and there, there is a week of Ole Miss. So. Yep. Um, it would, should be a good game. Uh, Wake Forest at Florida state. Uh, it, I, this was a write in, um, because I didn't even think it was going to be a game, uh, but we had to talk about it. Wake Forest won thirty-five to fourteen. Uh, Why didn't you write in the Ohio State game? I'm sure uh, Andrew would like to talk about that. Also that, but didn't we? Didn't wasn't Wake Forest Florida State on the pick'em? Yes, it was. It, it was, but it wasn't in my preview. So because we we don't work together, Andrew and I we're we're actually enemies. Um, yeah, I. No. I <laughs> Uh, uh, uh. So yeah, um, so we we can talk about real quick. Uh, Mike Norvell, they, they might be getting ready to fire another coach. There's no way. State. There's no way. How many they coaches have are to at one time? They cannot. They're they zero just... three. They're zero the three. They just lost the at home to Wake Forest, thirty-five to fourteen. Three touchdowns. No one's gonna want to work there. If they keep doing that. The uh, the other football podcast brought up like how there many games Norvell. How many games Norville has to win this year just to equal the record that um was it Taggart got fired for? I think Taggart was what nine and twelve. And he got fired. Um uh, sure. Yeah. Probably. Or nineteen and um, anyway, they had to win six games and, and they're well, not gonna be paying schedule. this I mean, these this is the school I mean, granted they did mm. fire Taggart, so I don't know for sure, but this is the school that you know, lost uh, Jimbo because they refused to to invest any money in the program. So you think they're going to pay? Man, for they Taggart, fucked up there. For Taggart's, yeah. Well, do you think they're going to pay for for Taggart Taggart's buyout, Norvell's buyout, plus another coach? Yes. I, they again going to have to again. They didn't even to. want it. They didn't even want to pay for a football facility. And you think they're going to pay for three coaches at one time? I mean, maybe, but I. They're gonna have to. Let's not get rose-colored glasses. Taggart did deserve to be fired, and I and Mike Norvell, like, unless he went well, I mean, what does he need to do to save his season? Go six and six, seven and five. I I don't know. Like, but like, I feel like he's been there for a year and three games, and last year was COVID year, and I mean that the roster was a mess before he got there. I know he's been making mistakes. I know he lost to Jacksonville State, but. But I mean, Man, like, I mean like, you're what not is... giving. No one has any patience mm. anymore. Well, I mean, yeah, you're you're not wrong, but it. I don't know. It is Florida State like this is you know, Bobby Bowden's place, and you got a you got Jacksonville State, an FCS team, coming in and beating you at home. You got Wake Forest coming in and beating you by three touchdowns at home. I get it. I get it. All of it. How okay? First of all, how you convince a coach to come coach there after doing this, and then on top of that, how do you convince any recruits to come? Because you're like, look, there's a very high chance that the coaching staff will not make it through your whole tenure here. I, right? I don't know. Isn't there like actually like chunks of the Florida State fan base that that are like blame Jimbo for this? Like, I've seen people say the Jimbo left the cupboard better. I don't know. He might have left it bare to some extent, but it seems like he, I mean, it, it, anybody that would argue that they're better off now than they were when Jimbo was there is on crack. They, they can't. 
I mean, because I mean, you can like go and point at A and M itself, and and how exactly you you can say what with us. Um, what was the name? Sumlin. Yeah, you can look at what he what he what Jumbo did at FSU, and then you can look at what he's done at A and M, and you can look at what FSU has done since he left. I think it's pretty self-explanatory of yeah. what they that they fucked up, but I mean, it kind of is what it is at this point. They're they're not getting him back, and I'm sure he wouldn't want to go anyway. He's apparently having a good time running his uh, four wheeler around. <laughs> The most Texas A&M coach thing to do. Anyway, let, let's carry on. We we talked about this being a short podcast. We're already like 30, 35 minutes. I knew you guys were going to do it. I knew you guys were going to do it. All right. Georgia Tech at Clemson. Clemson was favored by 28 and a half. Boy, did they not win by 20 and a half. They won 14 I told, to 8. I said on the podcast last week, I don't think we can score 28 and a half, let alone win by that many. And here the we two are. Team, the two teams combined were less than that. Yikes. Here is a gambling tip for everyone listening. Bet the under on every Clemson game this season. You will win a lot of money. I mean, even if you do that every time, you're you're gonna win more often than you lose that bet. Okay, but you will win it every time Clemson. I think the over under this week against NC State's like fifty five. How forty seven? How how do how is that even how is it gonna happen? Someone explain to me how a team that hasn't scored forty seven points all year is going to get to 47. My well, granddad wouldn't get half of that, how, but still. How, how much did Dr. Pepper give DJU? <laughs> <laughs> That's why he's playing gross, because he's sponsored by that gross drink. Uh, Dr. Dr. Pepper is great. I'm not going to get into this with you again. You literally oh, posted a picture of Skyline yesterday, oh, so I don't so want to hear your mouth. So good. No, you're going to talk shit about Dr. Pepper, but mm. you're out here standing for skyline uh-huh it is dog food you eat dog food and tell everyone it's delicious i want it's you to better know. than dog drink it is not pepper is delicious oh trash ass pop the only well first of all you're calling it pop so that's another yeah, that's pop. another bad thing nope <laughs> it's pop pop soda pop, pop. it's pop this is pop. how we get to two and a half hours by the way this is all right. What, what else you got on this, Tom? Anything? So you know, offense still looks dreadful. The excuse this week was they came out a defensive front that we were not oh, expecting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And let me, let me, let me. Okay, so say your, okay. you know, the defense came out in a defense that you weren't, you didn't prepare for. What do you do? You go in at halftime, you make adjustments, right? Let me paint mm-hmm. you a picture, okay? Instead of a 20-minute halftime, you get a two-hour halftime for a lightning delay, and you still don't make any offensive adjustments when you come out in the second half. Now, how, how, how is this offensive staff still employed? Am I In this scenario, am I also making $2 million a year? You are making $2 million okay, a year. Perfect. I think and we should give you a who also, uh, The head coach who also has his hand in the offense is probably making $9 million a year. So... Put all that money together, and you can see how you can get to seven points in the second half. Ah, uh, just uh, not. Uh, and then not only that, not only that, not only that. Okay, Clemson. Uh, so Georgia Tech at the end of uh, the game, you know, they go down and they, they Clemson stops them. Uh, 
in the red zone. So they kick a field goal. They go down 14-6. They kick an onside kick. They get it because Clemson was ill-prepared for the onside kick. I don't know how. What else are they going to do with two minutes left in the game? They go down. Clemson stops them at like the one-yard line on fourth down. And then what does Clemson do? They come out in the shotgun and fumble the ball in the end zone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I turned that game off. I turned that game off, and I and then like I flipped back through, and I was like, "Wait, why are they kicking off?" And I was so confused how the penalty, how the how the safety happened. Luckily, luckily they fell on it because if they did, the game would probably be tied. <laughs> but still, they got a safety, and then they had to kick it back off to Georgia Tech. And I was like, "This is like, oh my god, it's like a comedy of errors." I don't understand how the offense is so inept at this year. Let me tell you something. <sighs> this same team lost to Northern Illinois. Georgia Tech did. They did, and Northern Illinois scored double the points that Clemson did. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I mean, we all should. We all should have known. Close. After Clemson's offense looked so pitiful against Ohio State's terrible defense last year. And that was with Trevor Lawrence and Travis Etienne. We should have known. Oh, my God. Didn't you also have, like, two NFL receivers? I was going to say, you also had some receivers you don't have now, too. The writing was on the wall. But but Justin Ross did replace one of them, who, you know, you wouldn't know that he was the guy that he was two years ago that roasted uh, Alabama since, you know, DJ is the one throwing it to him and he can never hit him. So, you know. Well, it, it also helps not to be, like, you're not going to be covered by uh, Savian Smith. I mean, yeah, uh, I think that's what his name was. So, it, yeah, it, it can made anybody look good. Um. Well, let's get let's go and move on to the to the next games and get rolling. I guess we could talk about that for forever. Um, USC was favored by eight, eight and a half at Wazoo, and they won forty five fourteen. Good job, Southern Cal, getting that uh, uh, <laughs> getting that bounce back. Like, like when you break up with your ex, you get that glow going. USC's got that glow going. Um, uh-huh. Getting that bounce back. South Carolina was at Georgia. It was favored by 32. Did not quite cover the 140 to uh, 13. So uh, probably could have won. Or could have gotten that cover if, um, well, uh, for some reason Stetson came in after a couple of series of JT Daniels looking great. And uh, Stetson Bennett comes in. His first pass throws a uh, interception. Um, and then, uh, JT Daniels through, uh, quarterback controversy. No, <laughs> not really. Uh, you, you didn't see Stetson come in at all after that. Uh, well, until the, until garbage time, super late in the game. Um, and then they had, anyway, so- South Carolina w- was able to get some, some points there off of, uh, off of some turnovers and against our, our third string. But, um, they stopped him at, I think Georgia stopped him at the one yard line with their third string at the end of the game um, and turned over on downs and the Georgia ran out the clock. So anyway, it could have, uh, the, the the score could have been a lot worse if they wanted to. Uh, Tulane was at Ole Miss. Uh, Tulane still has more SEC championships than Ole Miss, despite uh, Lane Kiffin's consternation with that. Ole Miss was favored by 14 and apparently uh, Lane felt like proven a point. They won 61 to 21. Not a lot to talk about there, other than uh, Tulane's unif- or, uh, their helmets looked awesome. The greenies on the helmets look, look pretty cool. That's about it. Okie Light was at Boise State. It was way too late to like. It was like after midnight when it when it when it ended. So, yeah, lots of passing. I'm sure. 
So, yeah, going to be stopping the clock constantly in college. Uh, Okie Light was at Boise State. Boise State was fair by four, and Okie Light won outright 21-20. Next game, we had your game of the week. We had Auburn at Penn State, and Penn State was fair by five and a half. They won 28-20, so good job covering, uh, despite some fuckery by the officials. Anybody want to talk about that uh, said fuckery? I'll, uh, I'll throw it at least, you know, fit. You know the title game of the week. I mean, it, I didn't like either team. Um, like you said, there was plenty of ref fuckery, uh, but it was still a solid game to at least watch. I uh, I don't understand how it's twenty twenty one and we have replay, and they yeah. only gave them three downs. Yep. How did no one say, happened. "Let's talk through the series"? Here was what happened. It's only third down. And then how did they go to the booth? And the booth is like, nah, it's actually fourth down. And I, it, it's literally unfathomable to me that this, I that, that happened in that game. It's unfathomable. No and all that, all that and Penn State, even though they knew it was third down, Penn State punts it. They just accept it instead of like, you know, just going know for it and then just daring them to say it's it's fifth down. They said it was. They said it was fourth down. They the marker said it. The refs all said it. I mean, you have no other choice than if they say it's fourth down, you have to get the ball back. God, it's, so it's funny. literally yeah. insane. Literally insane. Hey, that's what uh, Auburn Jesus uh, moves in mysterious ways, and sometimes he moves through the officials. Uh, unfortunately, it wasn't enough for them in this game. Yeah, I mean, you could sit and talk about uh, Auburn and Bo Nix's. Uh, what their last play design was what the the giant fade. goal line fade yeah let's talk about mike boba calling a, a fade on a goal line situation because i've seen that before in a in a in a, t- in a clutch situation <laughs> not a big fan of it how many times have you seen it succeed in the NFL well i remember in 20 I, I remember in 2012 it didn't it didn't succeed so <laughs> i still remember that um yeah his uh his his goal line fade he he loves that um there there's times when when you can overthink things and i think these offensive coordinators can especially former quarterbacks can get a, a little too cute and this is a situation where you don't need to overthink Tank Bigsby being the top running back in the SEC right now yeah and it's on the 2 yard line and you've got him or you can throw a low percentage fade route. Which one do you do? If it's me, I put the ball in his hands. And or yeah. or almost anything else besides go on fade. I might have done a QB sneak before I did that. Um, yeah. But anyway, so it is what it is. They're they're learning the <laughs> run the damn ball, Bobo. I'm sure they're figuring that out. There's a reason why it's a meme. Um, anyway. That is uh, that game, I suppose. But Penn State um, looked looked pretty decent. Forget their quarterback's name, but he looked pretty good. It's like Clifford, Sean, Sean Clifford. Clifford. That's yeah, that's Sean name. Clifford. Uh, my, my mind, my, my memory is just said Clifford, big red dog. Except not red dog. It's whatever they are. Probably his best it, game he's played am. for them. That's probably true. Uh, would not expect that to continue the rest of the year, but they're going to get um, a lot of hype out of that game. I mean, they're probably the the team right now in the East, based on how things uh, have gone so so far. They got a rough fucking schedule. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, there's lots of lots of room to uh, trip up. Maybe we'll just have a whole bunch of nine and three teams or ten and two teams. Let's do it. Let's do it. Turn of the week. That's we sound, had uh, that sounds fun. We had Stanford favored by 12 at Vandy. They won 41-23. That was turdy. Uh, your Pac-12 after dark yet. Arizona State. I did not stay up for this game. Arizona State was favored by three and a half at BYU. Uh, and they won 27-17. BYU did. That is. I should have clarified that. Yeah. Flaccid for Herm. Flaccid for Herm. That's right. <laughs> Good God, that took a long time. All right. Uh, let's talk about this week's games. We got Thursday. Uh, two days from now. Provided I get this out tonight. Marshall at App State. Yes, App State. Favored by seven. And that is 7.30 on ESPN. There you go. Decent little uh, Thursday game. little appetizer uh, for this uh, shitty week. Uh, Friday, we got Wake Forest at Virginia. It's favored by four at 7.30 on ESPN2. I will watch that because I am, I guess, a masochist. But I will watch it. ACC masochist. Or just masochist for ACC shit. My good friend Dave Clawson going to win some games for Wake Forest this year. Well, they beat Miami last week, so three touchdowns. Florida State. See if that continues. Yes, Florida State. Correct. If you watch it, are you flipping in thirty minutes? To the, you know, for the next game on the ACC Network. <laughs> no. Who wants to watch Syracuse? They're awful. But listen, it's Go Liberty. Ahead. It's Hugh Freeze. <sighs> He's favored. They're favored by six at Syracuse at eight on the ACC Network. You free if you go to Florida it. State. Oh, mm. no. No, mm. no, no. Oh, yeah, you're terrified of that, aren't you, Tom? Think about it. They no, I just be, think it's bad. I think it's, it's bad. Think about it. Now, maybe he can come to Clemson as the offensive coordinator. Offensive uh, analyst. Well, they he and Dabo <laughs> both wear the religion on their sleeve, that's for sure. There you go. There you go. See? Uh, See, it all works out. Only uh, only Hugh has been outed as a hypocrite. We're still waiting on Dabo to be, but we'll see. Time will tell. Actually, that's that's not a bad shout, but I think he wants to be a, a coach somewhere. I don't think he wants to be OC unless he fails, and then they can get him after that. Who's old um, Mrs. OC? They, they can come to Clemson. Surely they've learned it, enough under Kipikens. They can come I mean, bring some in for, bring some. Some Theoretically, that life. OC is calling the plays at, at uh, Ole Miss anyway, but who knows? Well, I doubt that, but who knows? I feel like Lane's probably putting the game plan together and designing all the plays. Maybe he lets the OC actually call them. I have no idea. Uh, Saturday, we got uh, Georgia favored by 35 at Vandy at 12 on SEC Network. That is a lot of points, but Vanderbilt sucks. So I think we empty the bench this week. Uh, Are they Washington three points worse than South Carolina? Oh, or they least. equally as bad, but you get the three points because you're at home. Oh, wait, was it oh it's, a, game it's at Vanderbilt, but oh, sorry, mean, there's probably gonna, there, there's going to be more Georgia fans than Vandy fans there for sure. Always is. Um, yeah, for everybody that plays Vandy. Yeah, I think the stadium will probably be at least 75% Georgia fans. Um, yeah, I think that that's a lot of points. I, I would probably not bet either way on this, but I, I think that we'd probably cover Are that. They're just a- are there just a lot of Georgia fans in Tennessee? I can't imagine like wanting to drive all the way. I mean, Nashville's out there a, a watch. Good, Nashville's a good weekend trip, though. Like, you can have some fun there. All right. You can go to uh, to Kid Rock's uh, Honky Tonk Bar. You know, get some COVID. You know, and then go to the game the next day. You, ha- you have to have COVID to get in. That's right. I have. 
<laughs> strong suspicion that most of the Georgia fan base doesn't believe in COVID anyway, so it's probably fine. Also true. Fair. Um, LSU, we got favored by two and a half at Mississippi State at 12 on ESPN. That's an interesting game. Sure. <laughs> the LSU revenge game. Yeah. <laughs> interesting game. Also, Mississippi State kind of got screwed uh, <laughs> as well recently. Um, was that this last week or was that the week before? Times of Circle. This it was last week. Or yeah. this past week. This past Two weeks week. ago, they yeah. beat NC State. I did see that the SEC uh, put out something immediately after that game about mm-hmm. how much they screwed up and uh, about how Mississippi State was screwed out of a win there. Um, yeah. Did they ever do and, one for the Penn State game? Nope. I don't think so. Nope. Interesting. Interesting. Weird. If they'd won, they, well, they, they definitely wouldn't have said anything. But since they lost, definitely won't say anything. Um, this next game is actually really interesting, and I contemplated making this game of the week because this week there's not a lot of good games. Um, so this is probably your runner-up. Also a good game to watch. Arkansas, favored by five and a half. Sneaky good. Maybe not so sneaky. Maybe just good. Anyway, they're playing at Texas A&M, and this one's in Arlington at 3.30 on CBS. So it's your Brad Nessler, Gary Danielson game this week should be fun uh arkansas is competent and i don't mean that as a pejorative like they're not gonna do anything to beat themselves they're not gonna do anything stupid uh they don't have the recruits that a&m probably has but they have really good offensive line and defensive line play and no surprises uh odom being their defensive line coach i believe or maybe dc i know he's coaching the defensive line and uh, Pittman being a former offensive line guy, yeah, their lines are both really good. Like they're they're gonna beat the shit out of you when they play you, so you can look forward to that. Um, it's gonna be a good game. Iowa State favored by seven at Baylor at three thirty on Fox. So, okay, okay. This next one's interesting because uh, Kentucky seems no to be a little bit better. There this is year. a lot of why are you put all these shit games on here. There's nothing. There's not else. a lot of good games. There's not. A lot well, of we can just history. skip them. Okay. Well, can, all right. Well, then let's just go quick. Kentucky favored by five at South Carolina at seven on ESPN two. Tennessee at Florida favored by twenty at seven on ESPN. Like, why is this next game on here? Well, to, to give Mike an update so he knows when his team's playing. Southern Miss he is put, at Alabama. He put like, Andrew, he put like every SEC game on here plus like I know sprinkled in like two others. Yeah. yeah. I got, <laughs> I got another one up here next. All I know is I don't want injuries, and 45 is a lot of points. Oh, 45 another points. SEC game next. Over that. Not next. You got West Virginia at Oklahoma, favored by 16 and a half. Well, That's an SEC of, game. Eventually. Uh, West Virginia, Oklahoma. Oklahoma's favored by 16 and a half at 730 on ABC. I think that that could actually – I think that those points are a little high because Oklahoma looked like shit last week. You should hold on to that thought. Yes. Okay. 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 Uh, Arizona at Oregon, favored by twenty-eight and a half. I think that's also too much, but okay. Uh, oh yeah. Why is that on here? I don't know. I don't know. Well, it's uh, ten thirty on ESPN. There's not a lot of late games, so uh, we only had a couple to pick from for Pac-12 after dark. Game of the week. We got Notre Dame versus Wisconsin, favored by six and a half. <sighs> this was in Chicago at twelve wow. on Fox. You're welcome. So Super sorry, we ignoring you, Andy. Yep. <laughs> this is your uh, big nude Saturday, uh, 12 on Fox. 
And at Soldier uh, Field. Soldier Field. Be a lot of domers it's, there. It, you know, the positive it's not on fire. That, that is that a thing that's happened at Soldier Field before? No. No, it's it's at another NFL stadium. Hmm. I'm assuming that the Superdome is okay. It was on fire. Where was? No, well, hold on. Where was that place that they played where they only got like half a field? Wrigley like, Field. The other half was dangerous. <laughs> it was, uh, it was like a baseball. It was like yeah. Wrigley or Yankee Stadium. Wrigley. Wrigley Field. Yeah, it was Wrigley. <laughs> they could only they could only go one way. It was Northwestern mm. versus West. Might have been Wisconsin. I, like I don't even know if they were allowed to pick six. Yeah, I was going to so say what, could, what happens if there you get was an interception. There was you, a pick six. I thought. Do you just hit the wall? No, they still had it. The problem was that the wall was like six inches from the back of the end zone. <laughs> yeah. So, like, well, you know, no Hail Marys, you know. Well, it was the shrubs, right? But isn't it behind the shrubs? It's just like a brick wall or something like that. Yeah, it's I mean, just, it's, just, it's not shrubs. It's ivy that's yeah. growing on yeah. the wall. It ain't going to protect you from shit. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. Even like full ivy, it, there's no padding. There's nothing there. Yeah. Anyway, uh, it, well, you got um, former, it's brick with grass in front of it. Former Wisconsin quarterback, now quarterback in Notre Dame angle, which will be interesting because mm-hmm. uh, there's been a lot of criticism over if Wisconsin did the right thing, letting him go or not. Uh, since Mertz hasn't been playing all that well. Mm-hmm. That should be a uh, interesting game. That's an 11 a.m. local kick. Ooh. Yeah. Rough. Indeed. That's what happens when you have big nude Saturday. That's right. You want to keep Fox and you want to keep your broadcast partners uh, happy and they like uh, having that 12 o'clock slot to themselves. Yep. Anyway, that's your game of the week. I don't have a lot to say on this one other than that uh, I don't like Notre Dame, so I guess I'm going for Wisconsin here. That's about all I got. Notre Dame has not looked good this year, so I wouldn't be surprised if Wisconsin uh, runs away with this. All right, your turn of the week. Uh, Clemson's favored by 10 at NC State at 3.30. This is mostly because I was looking through here, trying to think. I was going to say, there were some way worse games that you had listed earlier. There there are worse games, but this one is turdy in that it's kind of watchable because we want to see what kind of NC State shit NC State does this year. But like, like, I feel like when we do a turn of the week, it's like, I feel like if when we do turn of the week, it's like, avoid this game at all costs. I don't think watching Doran screw his team over again is unwatchable. But I don't know. I hate but, Dave Doran, so it's great for me. But I mean, Clemson's look pretty turdy so far. So that is true. Sure. So that's what I'm saying. Like, like this is kind of watchable. It's a watchable turd. It's definitely the most watchable turd we've had so far this year. So, <laughs> I will say this: this is probably NC State's best chance to beat right. Clemson in the that's in the fair. decade. That's so, exactly why you watch, should watch and see why yeah, they don't do that. Yeah, this to watch is the, how Doran screws it up is yes, going to be great. Exactly. This is the the Mr. Hanky of turds. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Watch this to see how Dave Doran screws this up, though. Because it'll happen. Pac-12 after dark. We got Oregon State at USC. Favored by 12. That's at 1030 on FS1. And that's all the games you got this week. This week sucks. Next week, hopefully, it's better. I haven't even looked at looked up. It is ahead. next. Next two weeks are good. Okay, great. Uh, yeah, this is probably your worst week of the year. Uh, it's got to be. Um, questions, Andrew. No questions. None. None, None wow. questions. No questions. Wow. 
Wow. Uh, no emails. So, Andrew, want to jump into Pickums? Sure. All right. Up first, uh, Michigan State, Miami, Mike and the coin. Any people who picked Michigan State? After oh, that, we had Vatek and West Virginia, Mike and the coin. And the only people to pick West Virginia, UC at Indiana. Coin's the only person to pick Indiana. They got that wrong. Uh, Bama at UF, in which we asked, would Bama cover 14 and a half? Andy said yes, easily. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Finally said that. Tom also said they would cover. That was, was my eight ball of the week, in fact. It was eight ball of the week was Bama would win by 28 plus points. (laughs) Uh, Listen, I'm like just sitting over here just fantasizing about an offense that can score points. So I'm sorry. The Lockhart Cole pick was UC would win by 14 or more points. And they did. Congrats, UC. Uh, I'm proud of you for being one and two at this point. Uh, FSU at Wake. Uh, A couple of us thought FSU would bounce back, but only Tom and Andy got right pick and Wake. And Auburn at Penn State. Only the coin picked Auburn. Uh, bringing last week's records to uh, myself and Andy went three and three. I guess Tom went three and three too. The coin went three and three, but Mike went five and one. Man, whoa! Mike is in first place. What kind of like bizarre Briggs, world are we living in? Your season. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what to say. <laughs> Something's seriously wrong with y'all. Don't don't you, worry. You you'll 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 flip it. You'll flip it this week and go one and five. <laughs> we'll have plenty of weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, bring in your current season standings to the coin in last place at six and twelve. Oh man, that's not even close to fifty percent. Uh, Tom, seven eleven, just edging out the coin a little bit. Um, myself and Andy tied at nine and nine, and Mike in a commanding lead at eleven and seven. Is it commanding? Or is it only the only person above five hundred? Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, Let's roll into this week's pickums. Up first, we're going to pick straight up. We have Louisville at Florida State. Louisville is a two-point favorite. Start with Andy. Louisville. Yeah, I'm like, I'm worried. Like, I don't know what to say about Florida State. I, uh, They're bad. That's all you got to say. Yeah, They're real bad. I, I'm looking at last week. I could have gone six and zero, but I believe in the bounce back. And now I'm thinking, well. I pick against Florida State. Now they'll be now they bounce back. Probably. But, uh, Are you sooner or later they got to win. But Louisville did beat um, UCF. They did beat the yeah. Gus Bus. I guess give me Louisville. Uh, I I don't know. I'm just gonna. I I've done it so far this year. I'm just picking Florida State till they win every time they're on here. I'm going to Florida State. I don't know why you keep putting them on here. Then I'm gonna, oh. I'm picking Louisville. Oh. I, Florida State's dread, dreadful, and Louisville's not that bad. They're fun. I think they had a bad first week. I can't remember who who is it they played. They played Ole Miss, and Ole Miss scored a bajillion on them. But I don't oh, think that's their fault. Yeah. It's more of a Ole Miss is real good versus you know anything really else. Mike uh, moved yeah. into a cave at some point in the last ten seconds. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I've got a phone slash there you go. on on the ground. I can't that flip with one hand. Okay. Uh, I get heads. Florida State. Top of the north thing. All right, up next we have Nebraska at Michigan State. Both coming off what I would call impressive games, uh, respectively. Well, all right. Uh, mm. Nebraska, Michigan State. Michigan State is a five-point favorite. We'll pick straight up. Start with Tom. I'm taking Michigan State. I have I have seen the light after last week. I don't know. I want to believe that that last week was what Nebraska can be, but I feel like last week is a fluke. I'm going Sparty. 
Yeah, y'all are already jumping on that board. Um, I am picking Michigan State because I feel that Nebraska is going to have a letdown week, which is sad because they lost last week. Uh, yeah, I think that when we're talking about Nebraska playing well and still losing, that's not very not giving me much confidence. And Michigan State looked great last week, so give me Sparty here. <clears throat> Heads. Congrats, Michigan Nebraska. State. Clean sweep. All right, Nebraska up next, with the win. Clemson at NC State. Clemson is a 10-point favorite. We'll pick against the spread. Start with Andy. A 10-point favorite? Uh, yep. No, but they win. Mike? Um, I'm, I'm going out on a limb and say that if only for maybe a week, they Clemson finds some offensive um, points. If any a, if, I mean, if it was going to be any week, it'd probably be this week after what probably has transpired in practice. Yeah. They're, they're, they're just scrounging around in their pockets for some change. Are you saying yes? Yes, I'm saying yes, but did I miss something in practice? No. I Talk just assumed it looked so bad. They looked so bad against Georgia Tech that it's probably going to be like one of those weeks in practice oh. where Dabo's on everyone's ass. Yeah, gotcha. So, yeah, I, uh, I, give me yes. So I think that's where I was going uh, that last week was uh, and basically for the entire season, Clemson's offense has been utterly embarrassing to what they've been that this is the week where they turn on. I'm going to say yes. And your Lockhart Cole pick is. DJ accounts for three or more touchdowns. How do you guys are screwed, Tom? I mean, I was going to say no anyway. Um, you just got your decision reinforced then. Well, and then so I just want to say this. I forgot to mention earlier. Uh, one of the Clemson's running backs entered the transfer portal this week and uh, Tyler Davis uh, tore his pectoral muscle. So he's out for eight weeks starting defensive tackle. So anyway, I'm going to go with no. Um, I would have gone with no anyway, but I, I can't imagine that we're going to score 10 points alone win by that many. So I'll, uh, uh, we'll see. I'll go ahead and admit because I, I I think the first two games I, I flipped heads and I flipped uh-huh. heads again and I was like let me just let me flip it one more time it was heads again so it's it's oh, all heads so that's a yes that they will you, cover does anybody want to go for bonus points about what Dave Doran's going to be bitching about this year when they lose can't be laptops he already used that one okay um, COVID stolen signs. <laughs> It has to be something uh, on Clemson's side that they have to complain uh, about. Is it is is there actually any way to cheat with like bang, banging on uh, trash cans like in baseball? Can sure. you, can you blame, uh, can you blame that? Yeah, mm. like the Astros. Can can he can he blame Clemson? It's no. At it's at NC State, so uh, oh. I don't think the fans are going to be doing anything. All right. He's gonna, oh, he's gonna blame he his, own, his fans. own fans. Yeah, he's gonna blame his own fans for not showing up or something. They were too quiet. <laughs> uh, <laughs> not cheating for us. Up next, we have West Virginia at OU. OU is a sixteen and a half point favorite. We'll pick against the spread. Start with Tom. I cannot take OU minus sixteen and a half. I think they win, but I do not think they win by that much. So mm-hmm. no. Uh, I, I'm going the same thing, I think, with Clemson, where they have a little bounce back week here, and they barely buy their their skin of their teeth cover 16 and a half. 
Okay. Okay. Um, I'm kind of feeling like I think West Virginia is is decent. Um, if I remember how they performed this last weekend. Um, and uh, you know, Ohio is, is um, Oklahoma. I'm sorry. Uh, is kind of just kind of going through the motions. It looks like. Uh, give me no. They'll win, but I, I, 16, 16 and a half is a lot. Uh, I am I am with the nose and where I think that they win, but it's going to be in that 10 to 14 point range. Yeah. Hey, I got a tails. No. All right. Next up, we have Texas A&M at Arkansas. Texas A&M is a five and a half point favorite. I guess we'll pick straight up. Start with Andy. Uh, also, I think that uh, Mike sounds like uh, like Clank in the Ratchet and Clank games. Sounds a little bit like a robot <laughs> right now. But uh, I need to play that. Just know what the reference is. You've well, never played a Ratchet like a and Clank game. It's only, it's only like the eighth one, but that's fine. Sounds robotic. Yeah, I, I've never, I never. They're the uh, best platformers of our time. I uh, I haven't really found a lot of platformers. Uh, like I struggle like with like newer Mario's. I get bored. It's, and... yeah, well, this game is at Arkansas. Is that right? At Arkansas. Ooh. Is it at Arkansas or is it at the the other Wait, stadium they go to? It might be at Jerry World, actually. I think it might be at Jerry or Jerry World. You're right. Oh. Oh. I'm looking. I was actually I'm thinking confirming. like because I was actually about to say like. Arkansas has two stadiums. They have like one in Little Rock and one in Fayette. Yeah, they got that little, little Rock thing. They usually try to play a game or this two. This is at. impossible to find where this game's at. <laughs> it's on. Just, um, just go to StubHub and then you find out awesome. where the game's at. That's a good point. StubHub. Okay, hold on. This might impact my decision. Actually. Oh, it's the Southwest. It's called the Southwest Classic. Uh-huh, it's right. yep, AT&T Stadium at Arlington. Uh, all right. You can get it for one hundred and fourteen dollars. Is 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 the A and M quarterback that was injured? Is he back? No, I thought he like broke his leg I or thought, something. Yeah, I think he's like done, done. Oh, but okay. they won last week without him, so there you go. But who did they play? I don't know. Somebody is it Colorado? Well, right. That was, that was um, the game that he got injured, and they barely. I mean, they won at the last second. All right, no, I'm gonna that say last one was a week where they played without him at all. I'm pretty sure. I'm gonna say based on this new information, Arkansas is riding a little high. Texas A&M has a backup quarterback. I'm gonna say that Arkansas wins. What the hell? Because that was basically my feeling exactly the same. Arkansas mm-hmm. is riding high. They're very, like you said, they don't really do anything to beat themselves. They are. They're like, they're very they're smart. Like, they are two thousand eight Alabama. They are, they they good defense. They run the ball. They don't throw interceptions. They're what Brett Bielema wants to be. Yeah. Um, and then, like I said, A and M. Uh, they that injured quarterback. I kind of thought they might have bounced back, but I also think they didn't play anybody. I just don't know who. It might have been Missouri. Um. Yeah, give me Arkansas. Uh, I think people are a little too high on Arkansas here, and I think that they won't be able to handle the pressure. A&M wins. 
I I kind of uh, echo what you're thinking. I think that even though they lost their quarterback, their backup did well last week, and um, I think Arkansas is kind of uh, a little overrated at this point. I'm going with AM. You mean you mean like you mean you can you can beat Texas and still be overrated? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Arkansas is back. Should win. I'm, I guess I should flip. I was wanting to see if mm-hmm. find who, the, who Texas played. Uh, Texas and in played. Uh, was it New, New Mexico? Pick is in though. Hey, Hold on, Chief. Do. There's a New Mexico. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I get heads. God. All right, last up, your game of the week, Notre Dame at Wisconsin. Well, I guess it's Wisconsin's the home team, but it is at Soldier Field in Chicago. Chicago. Uh, Wisconsin is a six and a half point favorite. We'll start with Tom. Are we doing a spread or straight up? Uh, no, we'll do straight up. Uh, the Wisconsin. Uh, I'm going Notre Dame because the season's cursed. Okay. I, sh- I should probably pick Notre Dame for the exact same reason, like, I feel like they they are just they're eyeing they want to desperately lose and they just find ways to win and it's infuriating. Um, I can't do it. Give me Wisconsin. Andy. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm going Wisconsin. Because I'm not going to pick with you, so. <laughs> this is going oh. to be a week that like Andrew goes like six and zero. Oh. Yeah, I have a like five hundred. I have a bonus Lockhart Cole pick. Oh no. Uh, yeah, it is Ohio. Ohio State doesn't cover fifty three points. <laughs> That's easy though. You can't use that one. Well, I'll throw out like Alabama doesn't cover whatever that forty five points. Even the best Ohio State teams would have trouble covering fifty three points. What is happening? That is a lot of points. Vegas is just begging people to put money the other way. Yeah. On both those games. What's the coin? I'm trying to flip. Hold on. Here it's a Rube Goldberg machine. I don't know. I got heads. Heads. Wisconsin. No. All right. There you go. Okay. Well, there's your, we did it. There's your pickups for this week. Tune in next week. Hopefully we have better games. Andrew says we will. I haven't we looked do. far ahead yet. Don't we have Alabama Ole Miss? I think we have Alabama Ole Miss next week. Next two weeks are good. Okay. Really? I mean, look at, looking at this list of pickums, those aren't bad matchups. I, I imagine we, we grabbed the only six games that are actually okay. Halfway Great decent, yes. All right. Well, there's your there's your six games. Send us uh, your questions to podcast at academicallyineligible.com. And enjoy this weekend's uh, football games and tune in next week for another episode of the Academically Ineligible podcast. Peace. Adia. Our intro song is called Tech It. The author is Pipe Choir. The song is available at pipechoir.com. 
and this is using the Creative Commons Attribution 4.0 International License. Thank you.